You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I suck at dating with Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. If you heard Mark, I'm Dean Unglert, and we got Jared Haven over there in Haven. My apologies, over there in. Don't you know uh, how to say my last name? How long have we been doing this podcast in, uh, together? You were a groomsman at my wedding. You're. <laughs> it's it's one of those that sometimes I see it and I think differently about how it's actually pronounced. Um, over on the East Coast, we're on the West Coast over here. We got a great episode for you guys today. Uh, not only will we answer some emails and dive into some articles that Jared has dug up about dating amidst uh, the quarantine, but we also have Sukanya Krishnan, who is the host of Find Love Live on TLC, which is a new show that's coming out. It sounds pretty interesting. Um, so stick around for that. But Jared, I know that you have some articles you want to share. I was thinking about starting this episode off with um, some emails just to spice things up a little bit, but I think that, uh, you know, we, we can stick with the tried and true method that we have as it is. I mean, we could do whatever we want, Dean. You know what the great thing about having your own podcast is? Yeah. We can do whatever we want. That's the important thing. So what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Uh, yeah. let's, uh, let's do, you know what? Seeing how everything right now in the world is just flipped upside down, Let's do an email to start off the podcast. Let's switch things up a little bit, you know, keep it yeah, fresh. That's great. That's great. I got an email right here. It's uh, from Anonymous. They say, I met this guy a month before quarantine and we were able to go out on a couple dates before. Oh, wait, actually, you know what? Let me back it up a little bit. I was curious if you were going to let this man read an email. 
because we do have Mark here. I'm sorry, I'm not used to having him on the actual podcast. This is my first help I suck at dating in many months. It's, it's been, been too long. Far too long. We need you to read this email for us, if you don't mind. It would be my pleasure. Thank you very much. Oh, my gosh. Mm, let's see. Let me bring it up. Oh, the anonymous one. Okay. The Nick Vial one. That's <clears throat> the anonymous, not Nick Vial. I met this guy a month before quarantine, and we were able to go out on a couple of dates before the stay-at-home order was put in place. Since then, we've only seen each other maybe once a week. We still talk every day. We FaceTime often. I'm at a point where I'm ready for a relationship, but he has expressed to me before that he doesn't know when he'll be ready for a relationship. I often see him interacting with other girls on social media, but don't say anything about it because he's not my boyfriend. Should I wait until after quarantine to see where this goes and continue to talk to him now or save myself from the heartache and let him know that we should not continue? Jared, what do you think? Um, so she met this guy a month before everything got shut down they still talk that's a good thing for anybody doing going through a long distance relationship right now as we've said time and time again facetime talk make sure you're consistently talking to each other because once you start losing contact that's when like things just fade away but she's ready for a relationship and apparently this guy expressed before that he's not ready for one. Seems like a little bit of a cop-out. I feel like any guy who says he's not ready for a relationship, even if it's slightly true, it also might just mean he doesn't like you as that much. Maybe he just wants to dick around for a little bit. That's what I mean. <laughs> Listen, well, I don't if, think he's not, any... if he's not committing at being in like the loneliest stage of the world right now he's not going to commit later well i guess i'm just saying that he's not not there's nothing against anonymous in this case it's just the guy that she's interested in is at a stage in his life where he just wants to talk to other people is what it sounds like but i also don't think on that same note that it's not a it's never a bad idea to tell someone how you feel so in her case right now i don't think that there's anything wrong with it being like hey i want this to go somewhere do you, uh, do you think it's coming off kind of like too too strong too fast I don't think there really is so much of a thing as too strong, too fast. You know, if you got a feeling, if you have, if you feel some way about something, just tell the person and maybe they don't feel the same way. And then like she said, she can save herself some heartache later on because he might not get there. Okay. Sorry to interrupt, but girls are literally called crazy pretty much 99.9% of their lifetime. Yeah. So coming on strong and fast does hurt us as women. I mean, you guys are a little uh, crazy. I mean, <laughs> I will mute you. That's fair. You do have the power to do that. I just, I guess my point is it's never a bad idea to tell someone how you feel. I think that's sweet in theory. And I often give the advice to go ahead and shoot your shot. But in this scenario, I got a couple, I got a bad feeling about it, first of all. What do you have to gain if you can't see each other because you're in quarantine for months and months? What next level are you hoping to achieve? And secondly, I do believe that I'm not ready for a relationship right now. He would be if his dream woman walked into his life, and you're clearly not that. Right? Oh, that one hurt uh, me. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just disagree respectfully, of course. I do. Well, what do you disagree on? You're a guy who's avoided relationships before. Yeah, because I was at that stage of my life where I was avoiding relationships. Like if Kaylin walked into my life when I was 24, I probably would have found a way to mess it up, I guess is my point. And he's okay. just in this phase right now in his life where, in my opinion, judging by what we know, that he just wants to kind of like play the field, not commit to anyone, do his own thing sort of thing. Yeah, but that's that. Hypothetically, if Kalen walked into your life at 24 and you messed it up, that's not Kalen's problem. 
So, like, if this guy messes it up, that's not Anonymous's problem. She can only control what she can control. Well, that's what I'm saying, but she can only control what she can control, but I think that she doesn't want to have any regrets and be remorseful about not sharing the way that she feels about someone. Rather than playing it coy, playing it cool, and acting like the cool girl, when in reality, because she's, like, so chill about everything, he's got her at, like, number three on a roster, on his roster, and then once the quarantine's over, he's hitting up girl number one, girl number two, and then he hits up girl number three. And at that point, it's like, who wants to be number three anyways? You know what I mean? He's benching her. He's absolutely benching her. Yeah. He's keeping his eyes open. He's looking around. He's got her. I don't know what they've done physically. It doesn't say in this email. But if there's been anything that's been done physically, I think he's benching her. Yes. And even if there wasn't anything done physically, I think he's still benching her. So I'm kind of... What do you call this? Is Would this be... If she ends this, is this technically a breakup or not? No. Because if they aren't boyfriend and girlfriend... Is it just, do you call it a discussion? Do you call it a, I don't know. It was How like a thing this? that turned into nothing. That's what I would call it. I don't think hmm. that they're, they're definitely not breaking up because they're not together. But also let's not get ahead of ourselves. Maybe she's going to share how she feels. And then this guy's going to come back and be like, oh, you know what? I actually feel the same way. Let's be boyfriend, girlfriend officially. I didn't get that that's vibe like, from this email at all. That's I, I'm, I obviously, you know, you never know what's going to happen. That's what I, I think what an ideal situation would be. But also, would you rather, would you rather express the way that you feel to someone, get turned down, or just be have this crappy relationship strung out, being uncertain about whether he's talking to other girls or hooking up with other girls, whatever. You know what I mean? I think of the three scenarios, you tell him he likes you, you tell him he doesn't like you, you don't tell him, and you just carry on doing what you're doing. The worst scenario is telling him or not telling him and just carrying on and being unfulfilled and unsatisfied. And by that logic of deduction, my point is proven because I think that the two best options come from telling him how you feel. And the third option, in my opinion, sucks. And that's the one that doesn't involve telling him how you feel. I mean, I, I think that I agree with that. No, I can't. Yeah, I, could, I talked, I turned Mark around. I can't believe well, you're it. Gonna, you don't want to wonder the forever. You can't just sit in limbo and wonder forever. Okay, I, I'm on board. Yes. Wow, what a great way to start this podcast. <laughs> no, I, I, okay. I, I, I totally agree with Dean. I think, listen, what's the worst that can happen? Like you said, it, it's really not a, a relationship right now anyway. So worst case scenario, you guys don't work out. Yeah, exactly. Should we move but, on to the next one? Tori has a point. Tori has a point. I, I have to just ask for the ladies. Is it technically a red flag if you were to see a guy often interacting with other girls on social media? Should that be something we read into or not? Um, If it's your boyfriend, absolutely read into it. Depends on how the interaction is going. Yeah. I wonder what she means by interaction, like DMs, comments? Probably comments. I bet you there's like pretty, there are slimy guys out there that comment like inappropriate things on girls' photos on Instagram. And those are the guys you want to stay away from. Yes. So hopefully it's something inappropriate. If he's commenting but... on like Instagram butt models, then yeah, red flag. <laughs> but if it's like his cousin, yeah. you just got to know who the girls are. He could be like interacting with his sister. Right. And we all know how that could work for you, Jared, when you brought the five girls to their same restaurant over the course of a week. That's what I mean. I brought my best friend who's a girl, the one that signed me up for the show, my sister, my cousin, and then a producer from the show. And they all thought you were was- dating the whole town. Claire. <laughs> oh, I thought, you said, I thought you said Claire. And I was like, Claire? <laughs> no, she Claire. Oh, yeah. How did Mark <laughs> find out about Claire? The player of Rhode Island. <laughs> That's what they call me. Uh, so what are we saying that? I, I mean, 
we're saying tell them how you feel, but um, yeah, don't have expectations. No, yeah, with with no expectations. Don't be attached to the outcome in your head because that may not happen. My yeah, thing is, she already knows, and she should just walk away. That's okay, fair you're just too. gonna walk away without saying anything at all. That's the that, of the he four said, options. That's the said, worst one. He has said everything by not doing anything, and saying that he wasn't, he didn't want to be in a relationship. I mean, if you cut off communication, you'll find out if he's interested because he'll come looking for you. Exactly. Yeah, so now, that's that's true, but it sounds like he won't. Which I guess, <laughs> to Tori's point, is kind of telling you exactly what you need to know. Welcome yeah. to my my the. I would say dark side, but I kind of feel like it's the enlightened side. Welcome. Well, <laughs> I think you've got three great guys here telling you that you should tell the person how you feel. And that goes for all the listeners out there. If you have a guy or a girl or whoever it might be uh, that you're interested in and you feel a certain way and you haven't maybe expressed fully how you feel to that person, just do it. What do you have to lose? Sometimes, to Tori's point, it can kind of come off a little crazy if it's a little too early, but... It sounds like they've like established a pretty good rapport with each other. You know, they're talking often. They had hung out already. It only comes off crazy. Know. It only comes off crazy if their tone is crazy. Like if you address someone like an adult and tell them what you're looking for and this is what you want, and if they can't meet that, then maybe you should go your separate ways. And that's not crazy. But if a girl or a guy goes from zero to a hundred in two seconds and rushes them and calls the other person crazy and they're a player and they're a douchebag, then yeah, that could come off eh, a little nutty. All I hear is that the root of all craziness is men. Thank you. Next email. I don't know how you got that. (laughs) Well, this one's pretty heavy, but I think Dean, you might be able to help Amanda. She said, my boyfriend James found out his dad had stage three esophageal cancer. He was expected to live fewer than nine months. Fortunately, his dad was able to get through multiple surgeries and countless rounds of chemo to live a full and active life for three years. But this January, his cancer returned and metastasized quickly. He was put in hospice care. He died this past week. I don't know how to help James get through this. He cried only once with me and only talked about his dad's death once. He hasn't taken any time off from work. He's been joking around excessively. But the hardest part is he's going on bike rides until four in the morning losing things, misplacing them, sleeping fewer than six hours a night and making major mistakes at work. I understand this may be part of the grieving process, but I wish you would open up to me or anyone. Any ideas? Now, Dean, you obviously have lost people close to you in your life. And I remember you talking about a girl who really helped you when your mom passed. So I think the question is, what does he need and what can she do for him? Well, when I say that the girl helped me, after my mom had passed, I think what she helped me with was uh, distracting me and kind of like making me forget about everything that was going on, which is- But nice maybe, that's, maybe that's a, a tip right there. Well, it sounds like this is what's what this guy's already doing. And it, yeah, I agree that, uh, so she like wants him to talk and like open up and like uh, dissect his feelings and like go through that with her. But I think in this situation, it's like, you just have to be respectful of their healing process and like, you know, if they want to joke around about it because that's what they need to do to make them feel better about it, that's what they're going to have to do. And I don't think that, like, I think back to past relationships where, you know, I'm like, I'm like open about having lost my mom and all that stuff, but I don't really get emotional about it anymore. And I, I remember dating someone and she was like, she kept like pushing me and like urging me to get emotional about it. Uh, and like wanted to be the person there that was like helping me overcome this emotional, you know, uh, whatever for, for having that happen and I was just like it kind of like just pushed me away if anything it's like 
when the person wants to open up, they'll open up. And the best thing that you can do for them is be there for them when they're ready to open up. But you're not going to help them get to that point by just like prodding and like continuously asking questions about it. I mean, ask questions, sure, but not like, you know, not like forcing that person to open up with you. Um, but in regards to things like, you know, misplacing things, sleeping fewer than six hours a night, making major mistakes at work. I think that's just maybe like he's just a little sad and needs time to process it. I guess since I was so young when that happened, I didn't like have work. I guess I was missing school and all that kind of stuff, but I was kind of just rebelling. Uh, so that's my advice is just kind of give him his time, give him not give him a space, but make sure you're there for him when he needs you, because at some point he's going to, you know, he should talk to somebody. It may not be her. Unfortunately, she'd like to he be should. that person. Well, yeah, he should talk to somebody, but he should be the one that makes that decision of who he talks to and when he talks to them. Like yeah. when I was, I was put into therapy after Hunter died and after my mom died and it didn't do anything for me because I didn't want to be there. Like if this guy doesn't want to be in therapy, he's not going to get anything out of it. So just like, you know, be there for him when he needs you. I guess that's my only real advice. What do you guys think? <laughs> How's my advice? I mean, you can give a, a far better answer than, than I can, man. Uh, but I agree with everything you said. Yeah. Just be there. Just be there. Yeah. yeah. I'm, concerned about jokes, the, jokes. I'm concerned about the 4 a.m. bike rides, but yeah, she may not be able to be everything she wants to be in this situation, but just being there might be enough. Yeah. I mean, like, look, a bike ride until 4 a.m. is better than like binge drinking every night until True. 4 a.m. That's a that's good well, perspective. Nobody <laughs> knows what he's doing on these bike rides. I think that would be the nerve wracking part. I suppose. I don't know. It's just a tricky thing, obviously, because you don't want to like overstep. You don't want them to get uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, I think like the one thing that maybe I wish I had more of was uh, people that were willing to sit down and talk with me about it because since I didn't really have anyone like that, it kind of just continuously made me put up walls and then never really want to talk about it ever, even to this day. Like, you know, I talk about it, but I don't talk about it as much as I maybe could. Uh, and, and so for this emailer, I think that's the best thing that she can do is, like I said, just continuously remind him that it's like a safe place for him to open up if he wants to yeah good and this is an interesting question for you two that, that tori and i would have no experience with how do you guys deal with so much public opinion on your relationships i would think it'd be hard reading people's opinions and comments all the time but you must have all figured a way to move past that does it ever get you down that's christine jared uh i mean sometimes it gets you down you just can't really have it affect you greatly i think it's not uh it's when there's a cluster of comments right because that's when you start believing people when not just one person saying something but you know five or six or seven which is still a small minority but in your head is the worst thing ever um but i would say the public persona uh, like the scrutiny that comes from the public uh, can be hard but i will say that it's it is greatly outweighed by the support that ashley and i get from uh, a lot of the people that have seen us on television so just like anything in life, you got to take the good with the bad. That's kind of my mindset towards it. And try not to listen to it, even though sometimes we do, which is not healthy. But I guess we're human. Yeah, I guess the thing that I always tell myself whenever I read anything negative is it's the people that know the least and uh, have like the least information about the situation that are saying the most and making the most bizarre comments and being the most uh, judgmental or critical. And it's just like... I always just tell myself, these people are idiots. I'm an idiot, obviously. Every We're all idiots. But when people are like negatively bashing either you or your relationship, they're doing it with like limited information. And they're doing it probably specifically to get a rise out of you. 
So the best thing you can do is just kind of ignore them because by retaliating or engaging with them, you're giving them exactly what they want. But it is weird. It, it's weird going from like, you know, all of your relationships being just your relationships to now like your relationship with Ashley is like shared with the world and mine was with Kaylin is shared with the world in ways that uh, I guess not many people get to or have to experience. So it's just like, yeah, now it's not so bad. I, I would say the worst part of it was when um, uh, it's probably, I guess, I guess like the best and the worst part of it was when we first came out uh, as a couple, cause just so many people had questions and then yeah. people had doubts. I think a lot of people had doubts. I guess that's the hardest one is when people say dumb stuff. Like they know for a fact that we're fake and the wedding was a ruse and mm -hmm. it's all publicity stunt. And I guess that gets me mad just because of the the false nature of it. Like how in so how, how wrong they are. You know, that's what makes me it's like, why would you if if somebody was like, I don't I don't buy it, it's like, okay, whatever, you can have your opinion. But I've seen people be like, No, I know it's fake. And it's like, Okay, yeah, no, you know. You know better than me, but well, what's the theory there? The theory is that you uh, talked to your friend Ashley and said, look, there's obviously no romantic stuff between us, but I really think we could get a lot of publicity yeah, if we pretended followers. to get married. Yeah, I mean, the, followers, the marriage thing is is ridiculous. Uh, not that many people say that anymore. Or like that was very few and far between. But like when we first dated, oh, yeah, people thought it was a publicity wow. stunt. And then we went on yeah. Paradise to get engaged. And then, uh, uh, yeah, but it doesn't really bother us. The funny thing, uh, the interesting perspective that I have with my relationship is since I've been, you know, I was on the show the first time like three or four years ago and Kaylin just, you know, two years after me. So one or two years ago, like whatever, however long it was. So I have like this uh, bigger perspective on uh, relationships, having gone through breakups, uh, been in public relationships. And she's like a little bit more, uh, you know, doe-eyed and like more just fresher on the, on the whole situation. Yeah. And so she still like lets some lets things get to her sometime, and I always like have to constantly remind her, like, hey, like, as long as you're happy in this relationship, it shouldn't matter what anyone else is saying. Like, if people are saying that their our relationship is ridiculous or you know whatever it is, it's like, don't let that affect your well being or like your uh, state of mind because who are they? They don't know who you are. They just are making assumptions and they're making you feel bad because they want to make you feel bad, which is which is a bad situation. And so as long as you can like continue to think that. Uh, and you don't let them drag you down. I think that's the biggest, most important thing. So yeah, but for Kristen's sake, hopefully she, I don't know, I guess you're right, Jared. It's kind of like a blessing and a curse in a sense. Um, but I think the good does strongly outweigh the bad. Oh yeah, it's just the bad is louder. That's the only thing. The people who say mm -hmm. shitty things are just louder than the people that say positive things, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But the, yeah, support's way better. It just greatly outweighs any negativity that comes from it. But we do have a uh, guest who's waiting on the line right now. She is from the all-new series Find Love Live, which is on TLC at 11 p.m. It is Sukanya Krishnan, uh, and we will talk to her right after this break. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. 
Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey, welcome back to Help I Suck It Dating. We have a great guest who is currently on uh, Zoom with us right now. She is from the all-new series Find Love Live, which is on TLC at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is Sukanya Krishnan, also known as Suki. Oh, my gosh. You're so great. You pronounced my name perfectly. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for uh, having YouTube clips where I was able to look up your name. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's always a good thing. And uh, you, you, you called yourself Suki, so I don't want people to think I was giving you like some sort of nickname it's out of okay. left, left field. That's okay. You know, I've had that nickname since I was like 10 years old because I think uh, one of my teachers basically was like, what is your name? And, you know, and, and she was like, I can't say this, so let me just call you Suki. So it just has kind of stuck and has stayed with me. So it's, it's, it's easier. When we really, you know, when you're mad at me, you can call me Stukanya. <laughs> Well, we're keeping it chill. When my mom's mad yeah. at me, she calls me by my first and middle name. That's how I know. So when <laughs> things are going well, it's just Jared. Hey, Jared, how's things? And then when she's pissed off at me, it's Jared Matthew. So I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't do something. Uh, so Sukanya, like we said, you are on yeah. the new TLC show, Find Love Live, which helps yeah. uh, find singles, their future partners, from their couch, which sounds like the perfect date to me. So tell me about the show. <laughs> Listen, we're all living life uh, because we're socially distant right now and we're all isolating, right? So we're finding ourselves in this new uh, in this new social experiment, should we call it that? Uh, because that's exactly what it is in terms of how do we create relationships uh, and not feel like we're not connecting. And so TLC came up with this like really brilliant idea of using what we're doing right now, how people are dating right now and turning it into a live show. Um, and so basically... It's kind of like, uh, you know, people are in these little virtual boxes and, you know, you have potential daters. You actually could 
date those potential daters if you go to findlovelive.com and you like their profile. So you can kind of get in on the action from your couch. And even when the show is live, we could kind of switch out the boxes if the dater isn't actually feeling you. So there's, there's a lot of variables in there. And let's say you don't even want to get in on the whole dating situation of the person that's out there on TV, putting it all out there. You could just kind of get into your Twitter sphere and like ask questions or figure out who you would like person X with person Y. I mean, if we're just talking about Jane and John, you want to hook them up together. You thought they have the right vibe then you can go in that direction too. So there's a lot of that. So how does, does it work? Does that explain so, it? <laughs> well, yes, it explains it. But does also, it? How does it, so how does it work? So you obviously like pre-vet these people that are coming on the show, right? Yeah. You're like, okay, you're, pre- you're single, you're interesting, you like these things. We have, you know, is it always three uh, suitors or three guys no. or girls? For- I mean, right now it's three, but it could always be, it could be two or it could be like somebody, let's say that the three potential uh people that we thought was cool to put out there this person isn't vibing on well they can bring two other new people uh from the waiting room and maybe they might bring them not based on their profile picture or something like that maybe just by their voice or hearing them and so we're trying to bring that real connectivity which is not a physical connection maybe but maybe just more of hey i like that person's voice i like what they're saying i kind of dig uh their vibe right now and so like let me take this person out the type that I usually go for and maybe get out of my box a little bit literally figuratively getting out of your little box and stop checking it if you know what I mean yeah I know what you mean I think each person in the box has to check off boxes I get it yeah yeah well literally like how we're talking right now we're all in our boxes and people have types right and I hate when people say they don't have types because that's real bs I think that people are innately attracted to some aspect and every person has a little bit of that thing that they like so if you really want to get introspective with that it could it could actually show that so so Kanye, do you play like the role of chris harrison on this do you give advice yeah. do you like <laughs> i'm kind of like yeah i guess i guess i call you out on your bs if you're like being really disrespectful or I could be a therapist, or I could be your best friend, or I could be your wingman. I mean, wh- whatever role you want me to play. And I think I have to be a little bit of that for everybody that's in in this sort of virtual space with us. So um, I have to wear different hats for different people. Like I need to be more supportive with one person. Maybe I need to be a cheerleader for another person. And another person I might need to bring down a couple of notches. It's kind of difficult, but you you know. I guess how I'm many, good at that. How many of these um, shows or episodes have we seen? Like how many couples have just we seen? One. So okay. <laughs> just okay. one. It premiered on Sunday. Uh, and so uh, I think like everything that's live on TV and that's organic uh, and that's not scripted. Um, it, it, there are things that are be tweaked for next Sunday and the following Sunday and the following Sunday after that. Right. I think it, it really depends on who the people are when they show up on TV and what they're giving to their potential uh, people that they're going to date, you know? How I mean, many? that's how, I mean, don't you find it really hard? Like you really have to emote, you really have to kind of sell yourself. And if you're sort of a laid back, maybe sarcastic person, it might not translate right away. So, you know, you kind of have to feel through all of those things as well. 
I feel like dating over the computer is so much harder because like you said, you can't get a vibe and you can't get a vibe in person. Yeah, but how is that any different than how you kind of vet through people on a dating app? No, that's what I mean. Exactly. But the whole point of like, this is not a criticism of the show. I'm just talking about like just in general. In general. Exactly. Because like dating apps, the whole point is at one point, the goal is to meet in person. And so now we can't do that. But I like what your show is doing because the winner of like the, you guys, so the winner, whoever the, the suitor picks, you guys go on a virtual date the next week. So what's the virtual date look like? I mean, whatever the person wants to do. I mean, there's lots of ideas out there, right? I'm sure you guys have discussed what virtual dates look like in the time of self-isolation. I mean, is it like you get uh, Uber Eats to bring over drinks for happy hour? Maybe. Uh, And then you guys both sit and have like a, make a drink together and have a cocktail and just kind of get to know each other. Or, you know, do you, do you, I don't know if somebody's like really into like Zoom classes and wants to like uh, do something physically fit. Yeah. I think every, anything is out there, but I think ultimately it's the first date, whether you're in front of each other, physically in front of each other or looking at each other like we are, I think you can kind of get that energy through, believe it or not, what the way somebody looks somebody, um, the kind of sarcastic little comments that go back and forth. Maybe the sexual innuendo might be flying. I think you can you can see if this has a potential to being something even after isolation is lifted. Are we going to get to see the first dates? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So- it's it's going to be it's going to be part of the component that's going to be on the digital side. Or if it, the date is like really kind of crazy and over the top and really interesting and fun and something that we haven't experienced before we'll probably put it into the live show too i mean that is all tbd you know to be determined yeah so for the contestants that are prospectively going to come on the show the more outrageous you make your first date the more likelihood it's going to get picked up (laughs) i don't know about outrageous or authentic i guess outrageous authentic i mean it could be as cool as you having like a real deep conversation with somebody and mm-hmm. you're getting to know somebody. Uh, maybe they were one person on the television screen and maybe they translate into that date into something a lot, a lot more chill, a lot more sexier. Uh, and the conversation delves into who you are, what you want. Um, wh- how do you feel about this current situation? Why are you still single? I mean, there's a lot of things. I think people are being more introspective these days as to what they really want. I mean, the world kind of has changed, right? 2019 seems like something in the past and 2020 is sort of rewriting a new sort of chapter for so many people, uh, whether it comes to us in our uh, dating life, when it comes to our, our, own, our own family dynamics that we have going on, people reaching out to friends, connecting. I think people are having an introspective look. And I think because there's been a lack of emotional intimacy sometimes, people have failed at relationships because you really have to put yourself out there. I mean, it is really a ride and there are lots of, there's lots of ups and downs and it's not a perfect fit right away. You got to work at it. Right. I mean, that's what your parents say all the time, right? Got to work at it every day. Yeah. Do you think that introspective level everybody's reaching right now is going to last? Or do you think people are just going to go back to the way things were before? No, we're going to go back to being selfish and egotistical and egomaniacal. I mean, I mean, we are the me generation, so it's going to go back. I like it. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But I do think there might be 1% of the population or maybe even I'm going to go for 10% of the population that will have uh, a change 
that will be made and hopefully they'll be able to flip a switch. It depends on what age you are. Listen, if you're 21 and 24, maybe you're not changing your game right now. But if you're 34 and 40, you might be changing your game. Or if you're 30 and 34, you might want to change your game a little bit and tweak things that aren't, haven't been working for you in the past that could be working for you in the future. Do you find it intimidating at all to be the host of the show? Because obviously you've been in the media for a long time. Yeah. 100%. I mean, this is like completely out of my box. I mean, I talk a lot about relationships personally in my mind. Like I've counseled many people um, in the makeup chair. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, to kind of put myself out there on a totally different level. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think relationships are about common sense and respect. And I think sometimes we overthink things too much. And sometimes it's the simple things that really connect us that are the things that make a long lasting relationship. And I always talk about, you know, you got to find out your fundamental value systems. What are, what, are, what are the things that really make you tick? And I, we might not go that deep on Find Love Live, but the reality is if you can come in with intentions of really wanting something to be better than what you've had before, I think you can kind of manifest that and make it happen for yourself. I mean, it's, it's, it's really about putting yourself out there. And, and the guy and the girl have to be at the same place at the same time, which I'm sure you guys have discussed why things don't work right when you're casting contestants on the show do you uh factor in um geography like where they live seeing how now everything's digital yeah i mean i don't think we do factor it in at all because everything is digital i mean on the first show we had somebody from billings montana uh meet up with somebody in new jersey i think it's up for them to figure out whether it's going to be geographically desirable or not you Fair know enough. right right now right now we're just connecting this way so if they're wanting to, to take it to the next level, and let's say they really do contact, connect, maybe she's going to go do a little fly fishing. Maybe she's going to roam around the plains. Maybe she's going to go check out what the Rocky Mountains were all about. I don't know. Honestly, fly yeah. fishing right now sounds amazing because <laughs> I've been at my in-laws for a little over two months. So I'll go fly fishing. <laughs> let's do it, baby. For us that, that didn't get the chance to see the first episode, is there a way that we can go back and watch it? I think it is online. I think it's part of a uh, part of a component that will be there. I believe. Don't hold me to that, uh, but I think it is. I think it will be there. Have these shows been pre recorded? No, they go right live. So it's it like, is live. Uh, like the whole thing is live. Yeah, yeah. It's ten fifty nine thirty in five, four, three, two, one. Hello, America. How That's are you? Terrifying. We're dating right now. It is. That's, yeah. It. It was terrifying. Be, imagine. Imagine like Bachelor Live. Like where it's being televised for however many people to see, yeah. you're supposed to like, you know, you're not even very good at this whole like uh, video dating thing because most of us wouldn't be. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's just being broadcast out to to millions of people. And completely, and you have to like sell yourself in 30 seconds. You right. have to like kind of have it. You know, you got to like literally jump out of the screen. You know, you gotta, and and you gotta capture America's attention. I mean, there there, but this is why I feel like my role is kind of interesting because I'm able to see the dark horse in the race and maybe put attention and say, Hey, have you looked at the, have you looked at this person? You need to maybe have a, a second look. Maybe this might not be your type, but it could be somebody that's interesting, especially because since we're connecting this way, I mean, I, I mean, what's the loss here of having a zoom date, 45 right. minutes of your life. What are you doing for nothing? What you can you hang up. <laughs> well, 45 minutes exactly. of your life and, and risking public embarrassment. 
sure. I guess there's a difference between a Zoom date and a Zoom date live on on television. <laughs> exactly. In front of millions of people. But like like all reality sort of dating shows, you're already putting yourself out there. Oh, so yeah. I mean, you already you know what you signed up for. So I I don't really feel that there's. Uh, too much to lose. What was the craziest uh, thing somebody did night one or th- night one? Good God, I'm talking bachelor's slang. Uh, the to make a first impression. Well, you know, somebody. Well, I had asked a question, just kind of breaking it out of the box. This guy, his name was Luke. Uh, what he would, um, what animal he would describe himself in bed as? You know what I mean? It's oh, pretty man. easy. It's a pretty softball question, I thought. Uh, and he said a frog. <laughs> what? <laughs> And Are I was frogs just like, very okay. sexually active, and I'm just not aware of this. I I, I haven't like Google that. I, I got to be like Siri. Can you answer that question, please, for me? I got to be honest. If I Googled uh, what type of sex are frogs having, <laughs> my wife would have a lot of questions. <laughs> I think Dean is Googling right now. But I was like, now. I was trying to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> Dean, what what kind of animal would you describe yourself as in bed? uh oh my gosh uh like maybe like a jackrabbit <laughs> oh okay that's pretty good so, you, so you're, just, in no, and out, like, you're in and out you jump yeah, in and out of your hole like a sewing machine uh maybe like, like a starfish <laughs> Starfish. just laying you hold on for you just hold on for dear life hold you on just, for dear life know. I yeah. didn't, so kind of, so you can, I imagine for you, it's got to be challenging, yeah. like you said earlier, just because uh, it's not your wheelhouse. So you have to like come up with this stuff like on the fly. Like, I, when, I th- when have you I ever had the- to ask someone before what, what kind of animal are they like in bed? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple of drinks later, I usually do ask yeah. strange yeah. questions like that. Um, listen, I mean, yeah, it might not be in my wheelhouse, but I think you have to be like a, a person that's part of this. I don't think everybody has to have be in. I guess, um, what do I want to say? I guess people don't have to be in their little, little corners, right? Yeah. I, I think we're all human and we're interested in love and we're interested in connection. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've always been um, about um, and also helping people. And I feel like, cause I'm married, I do have some say in this. I, I could tell you a little bit more about if you do get to this side, how good it can be. And it could suck it's from time to time, but overall it's, it's, you want to grow old with somebody mm-hmm. you do you do unless you're like a total part in the pun but unless you're a total lone wolf you know how long you been like married? you jared uh 12 years 12 well now years. now i'm a two-person wolf pack my wife is <laughs> your, lone wolf. Say that. your lone wolf pack is doubled in size <laughs> uh, okay yeah. yeah so i'm sorry how, how long you've been married 12 12 years wow, congratulations 12 years. and listen and i waited longer i waited later uh, in life to get married too so this wasn't like oh yeah i jumped in like in my 20s or my late 20s or even my early 30s i waited until much later to actually connect with somebody so i kind of get i kind of get it uh in terms of trying to balance your own professional life your expectations your personal life and and how difficult it really can be i mean dating in new york city is not an easy thing any stretch of the imagination at all. <laughs> so for those of us that want to watch episode two of Find Love Live, it's on yeah, it's TLC, Sunday. right? But tell us yeah. where to find it. Yeah, it's on TLC this Sunday. Uh, you got to check your listings depending on where you are, but it's uh, okay. Eastern Standard Time at 11 p.m. live. So on the West Coast, it would be 8 p.m. live. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, and really check it out. Be open-minded about it. I mean, this is kind of like an organic social experiment that's happening. Yeah. So. I mean, it's hard to just jump right at it uh, right away uh, in terms of like how people have become accustomed 
to um, maybe other dating shows. So uh, there is no script to this. There is no retake. There is no let's go back and take this again and let's edit this element. Right. It, this is not happening here. This is this it's is like, all one fluid hour. It's kind of like Truman esque to me, you know, like the Truman Show, <laughs> but uh, on virtual dating, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I looked it uh, up. You can watch the first episode on TLC.com as long as you have a cable subscription. All right. Thanks, Mark. Okay, perfect. Mark's the man. Um, and He's how so many episodes are we expecting this first season? Uh, we're going to go all the way uh, to the end of May and hopefully it'll get picked up. So, I mean, it really is a response of how people are feeling about it. Um, I'm hoping that it, it goes all the way. I think there's a lot of potential here to uh, kind of explore uh, relationships in America, especially uh, uncharted territory that we're in right now. So I'm hoping yeah. it goes all the way. I think it's a I great concept. It. And also people are just craving something new so yeah yeah coupling you know isolation you know uh i'm your quarantine cupid you know i might i might shoot an arrow sometimes it might be blanks but i think i'm gonna nail a couple people probably there want you, you to shoot some arrows it makes it more entertaining <laughs> uh, Kanye, exactly. thank you so much for joining us thanks really guys it's so it. nice meeting it was so nice meeting both of you thank you yeah, so you much well. i appreciate that oh, of course you stay safe and uh stay healthy all right have a great night bye-bye bye, -bye. bye, bye thank you, you. Bye, guys. And once again, Suck Army, just to make sure you guys know this, find Love Live on TLC at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Watch the all-new series hosted by the very own Sukanya Krishnan. And we're going to answer some more emails right after this. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, and when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. 
Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. And we're back with more Help I Suck at Dating with Dean Unglert and Jared Haven and iHeartRadio podcast. Help I Suck at... Oh my God, I haven't done it so long. I almost forgot, Dean. Help I Suck at Dating. Help I Suck at Dating. We really need to give out these beanies. So do you still have those beanies? Yeah, of course. Well, we got to give them out at some point. I'm waiting for the right time, the right place, the right people, the right... We have the right people. Whoever listens to this podcast, those are the right people. Those are the sane people in this world, I'll tell you that much. I'm waiting for the stars to line. I did get a comment the other day that someone said they thought that the hat meant that I thought that the army sucked. And I was like, oh, crap, that's not what I want people to think at all. No, yeah, my father-in-law said that when I first walked into the house. I was like, no, that's not, that's not, that's not, that's what you got from this hat? (laughs) Yeah. He's like, oh, some people might interpret it that way. And I was like, well, there goes the hat idea. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So now I kind of feel bad. But for those listeners out there, we're still going to give out the hats. Yeah, we got it. There's just going to be a little asterisk. And we strongly support the United States military. Yes, Yes, thank you for your service. Thank you for everything that you do for us. Uh, Um, All right, well, we're going to answer one more, one or two more emails. I got two left. Let's run them. Let's do it. This one, this one, the, the, the overarching topic on this one is when a guy has a female best friend. Yeah trouble here's what she has to say this is from another anonymous i've been with my fiance seven and a half years and i really don't like his girl best friend they've been friends for 10 years and i don't trust her at a party my fiance got really drunk and he had his arm around her the entire night and barely acknowledged me i told him i don't like her and i never will i will be cordial to her for your sake fast forward to last year he got an invitation to her wedding and no plus one since then they haven't really talked fast forward to this february we're talking and he mentioned he'd like to reach out to her to mend things we've had multiple arguments about this and i'm so tired of talking about it we're getting married in four months help what the hell that's that's a pretty uh there's a lot of a lot of moving parts in this one hold on jared i'm interested in your take because you have a female best friend uh let's see here Seven and a half years you guys have been together. You're engaged. He's been friends with this girl for 10 years, so he's known her longer. She's married. Everything, like, it seemed okay to me up until the wedding invitation where she didn't invite his girlfriend of seven-plus years. What the hell? How did she think that was not going to be a huge red flag? So Anonymous doesn't like her. Clearly, she doesn't like Anonymous either. Yeah, so that's not healthy for a relationship, especially if this is his best friend, as as, she, as she's saying. And then apparently the relationship, the friendship ended probably after that because he said, she says, fast forward to this February, we were casually talking, and he mentioned he wanted to reach out to her to mend things, which makes me think that the friendship was lost probably right. after this lack of a plus one, which I can't blame her because that's bullshit. Um. Yeah, I think the dude should just give up the friendship. It's over. But she, why not... isn't he? Why? What's? Why is he wanting to mend things? This thing ended. That's fine. What is it that he needs to? Why is it so important to him to get this back? 
I think that this girl, Anonymous, the emailer, had a little bit of jealous tendencies. Sure. And when she saw her boyfriend with his arm around his best friend, she got jealous. And even though it wasn't necessarily the girl's fault for having for the guy's arm being around her, she projected and blamed the girl when in reality she should have been blaming her boyfriend at the time. That's true. As far as we know, the other woman is not given any reason for her to not be trustworthy. It's it's the fiance that you probably aren't trusting 100%. I mean, the dude yes, just got to give it up. He's got to give up the friendship. It's over. Well, I think <laughs> that you should never ask someone, especially your significant other, to give up a friendship. Because by doing that, that's all that's going to do is start festering like resentment towards the other person. Like, how are you going to tell me who I can and can't be friends with? You know what I mean? Like, I'm it's saying just a little this bit of a, a controlling thing. I agree, but I'm saying this on the fact that she said he wanted to reach out and somehow mend this friendship, which makes me think that the friendship is over, and maybe it's oh, the, time to the friendship move, is leave definitely that, over. That's what I mean. I maybe it's time to just leave the right, friendship. She's, she's alone. not saying end this you're, friendship. She's saying let it stay dead. Yeah, you're saying since it's already over, she should just let he should just let it stay dead. Yes. Which I think maybe, but also at the same time, it's like if they used to be best friends, why like Did, they should have the ability to reconnect and rekindle no, their friendship. No. I can't no, get past the friends. plus one. I can't do it. I can't get past the plus one. I cannot if it believe it bothers your fiance that much, it's not worth going back to. You, if you it bothers your fiance her. that much, maybe they shouldn't be your fiance. Maybe you gotta choose. But he's yeah, going to put this dead friendship over his current engagement? It's not just a dead friendship, Mark. This is just the, this is <laughs> one thing. What's going to happen in five years, in 10 years, this one thing is going to turn into a million little things that she uh, isn't getting her way with or he's not, you know, willing to bend on. I'm just saying it's, it's a slippery slope. If he gets a pass on this, what else is he going to have to pass on? Oh, I... boy. I am from like a really small town. So I relate to the like the 10 years of friendship thing where you have those newcomers into the group and it's hard for you to accept. So I'm not saying, so I kind of feel like not, it's not valid what she did to not invite her to the wedding because it's like just be the bigger person. But I do think that there's like a sisterhood brotherhood bond there that like she's probably just feeling really hurt that this other girl's coming in like xing that out when you're like we've been friends for our 10 younger years which is basically having a brother or sister so it's like he she probably feels like screw you for getting rid of my brother then she should have invited her to her wedding. i was just gonna say the exact same thing <laughs> if my sibling didn't invite ashley to her wedding it would be like what the hell's wrong with you you know, like that's not what brothers and sisters do. So that makes me think that they don't have a brother or sister type of relationship. And I'd also be curious if these two have ever hooked up. Yeah, that's a, that's a big factor. And maybe they haven't. My thing is, if it's if something like this makes your fiance, your wife, your girlfriend that uncomfortable, I think you need to respect that. I agree with respecting it, but also, like I said, that just means there is a bigger problem afoot. Something's stewing, and Maybe. I just don't like it. I, I, you know, I, Dean could be right. Maybe this isn't just a, a one issue type problem. Maybe there's multiple issues, and and anonymous is just emailing us with well, one. Jared, let's ask you this because 
like you said, you have a best friend who's a woman. At least you used to at one point. I, Still I, do. I oh, yeah. Them. Okay. And how does Ashley feel about her? Oh, she loves her. They're like sisters. And what if what if Ashley one day was like, hey, I don't want you to be friends with that person anymore? Well, I mean, if I was giving reason as to why, if somehow I was, I had my arm around, her name is Crystal. Uh, if I had my arm around Crystal's shoulders at a party one time and was awkwardly flirting and ignoring Ashley, uh, and if Crystal uh, didn't invite Ashley to her wedding uh, as my plus one, I would say that those are red flags enough for Ashley to approach me and say, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that, that's fair. <laughs> so, I mean, I got lucky because, yeah, I remember, I'll never forget when, this is before Ashley and I started dating. She was so confused by it. Because I was like, oh, my best friend's Crystal. And she's like, I don't get how your best friend is a girl and you guys just have never hooked up, dated, or anything like that. I'm like, no, it's just she was really close with my sister and then we became like almost like three siblings. And then Ashley met Crystal and hung out with her and then saw our, di- our dynamic and she's like, yeah, it's a total brother sister type thing. And now Crystal and like during the time when Ashley was still dating the other guy and uh, I was in I wasn't in the know of which way Ashley was feeling, uh, they would talk and Crystal would be like my little messenger. You know, it worked <laughs> out really well. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So, you know, well, I will say I will say when you put it into perspective like that, I understand where this emailer is coming from and i might have been a little hasty in the words in the things that i said but i still think that there might be some truth there but i'm not as uh solidified in that stance as i was at the beginning i don't think you're wrong i don't think you're you're crazy i think this is something that she just really needs to talk to her fiance about and it is a little i understand you don't want to give up a friend but the most important thing is is making sure that their relationship is strong and uh there's no uh problems coming from exterior people Right. I think the consensus among us is at this point, especially their the most, the priority should be their relationship with her fiance. Uh, yes. With her fiance. And I'm sure his, her fiance feels the same way about her. And it kind of doesn't necessarily make sense to reach out and have the relationship mended. But honestly, like maybe a positive for reaching out would be like, okay, cool. Water under the bridge we're like acquaintances now, but we won't like regain our best friend status, you Maybe. know, but like we understand that hap- like we had a falling out and now we're back to, you know, like to being good, but we're not best friends. And to defend to. the fiance a little bit, he was honest in saying, I want to reach out. He didn't just reach out behind her back. That's True. pretty good. True. You know, that's, that's, that's good, good coming to her and saying, this is how I feel and this is what I want. So he's being upfront and honest. That's pretty good. Okay, that's good. Uh, we'll wrap today with Jamie, who has uh, the best truth about men and women that uh, she, I'm going to assume she has ever heard. She says, you were giving a girl advice who wanted to ask her boyfriend to get healthy and lose weight. Okay, after nearly 20 years of marriage, here's what I can say. Men don't change. Look at his family, look at their lifestyle, look at what shape they're in. If it's really important to you, don't expect change. Move on. Here's the difference between men and women, according to Jamie. Men fall in love with a woman exactly as she is in that moment and spend the rest of their relationship hoping she never changes. Women fall in love with a man's potential and spend the rest of the relationship trying to get him to reach that potential and change him into a better person. What are your thoughts on that? It sounds like uh, when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object what's gonna happen 
It's pretty good, though. I don't think she's wrong. I don't think she's that wrong either. <laughs> I mean, men change. I mean, I think men do change, but I do believe that uh, more often than not, women are the ones who fall in love with the potential of somebody where men yes. fall in love with the actual person. They put up right. with a lot of nonsense because, but, but that's, I guess, I guess, I guess it is contradictory, isn't it? Because we do change because women do change us. Yeah. But I speak from like personal opinion. My wife, like, like she sees the potential in me, you know, like she sees the guy that I can be, not the guy that I am, if that makes sense. And it's, I sure, love women, that. I guess women like the prospect of being able to change a guy. I mean, I've heard that plenty of times. Even I've had, uh, I would say over the past few years, I've had like exes from, you know, like, not like official boyfriend, girlfriend, but girls that I dated in college or, or at whatever walk of life reach out to me on multiple occasions. And they said, uh, I always thought that I was going to be the one to like change you or something oh, yeah. like that. They see it as a challenge. Or, or tame you. Tame me. Sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, they do see it as a challenge. And I think that they just want uh, the gratification of being the one that does ultimately change that person for the better, seemingly. Well, we may right. not change, but I'm a much yeah. better person. My wife's made me into a much better person after 22 years. But you started out as a pretty good person. so I started out as a decent person, but I was an idiot. Guys in their 20s are idiots. No offense, but I do believe that. Guys in their so... 30s are idiots. I'm 31. <laughs> I can tell you from personal experience, I'm an idiot. If girls uh, like to change or like save the man, what do men like to do for women? It's what she said. We we want you exactly as you were the day we met you. Really? The male uh, brain is very simple. We we don't need much. We literally sit down on Sundays and watch like 13 hours straight of guys just bashing into each other. We don't need much. We don't think that far ahead. There there is some truth to that. Uh what a guy like the guy wants the woman to stay the same. It's funny I had having this conversation with my buddy the other day about when uh when I first got an Xbox after breaking my leg. Kane was like, "Oh yeah, like I'm so happy for you to get to play video games with your friends." And then like a week ago, she's like, "Dude, you are always playing that thing with your friends. Get <laughs> off of it." And I'm like, "Well, why did you change? Why can't you just go back to being supportive of me playing my Xbox with my friends?" You know what I mean? Dean, didn't you say something last week when men are just happy, full bellies and empty? Was that you? Uh, I did not say that. You didn't? No. Okay. Well, but finish it. Well, how does it go? I can't possibly. I don't remember how it ends. That's why oh I was asking. Wait, I vaguely remember something yes, like that Tor too. Yes. Like, it's like, like there's content, like full bellies and... Full bellies, empty head? <sighs> I don't it know, but have, I do remember hearing that too. It must have been on a like scrubbing in or something, because we're a little yeah, more G-rated over here. <laughs> uh, Mark, what, I mean. what are you what are you teasing for next episode for it? Well, we were thinking that uh, we loved that email from Jamie so much. The universal truths of men and women to get us more of those. What have you found to be the absolute truth about men or the absolute truth about women or the absolute truth about men and women together? You can email us that. And here's Tori with the address. It's I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Or you can DM us on our podcast page. Yeah, you can DM us at Help I Suck at Dating on Instagram. You can totally follow us as well because we're, we're getting close to 20,000. And I really, for my own... 
really for my own ego, I really just want us to get to 20,000 followers. So if you guys, you know, suck army just really wants to, uh, you know, get behind the podcast, uh, follow us on Instagram. If you don't have an Instagram, create an Instagram. You can follow us. You can follow us, Dean. You can follow Mark, Tori, me, whoever the hell you want, really. Sounds good to me. I'm I'm all for it. But yeah, you can also DM Mark, us. Mark, if you want to finish that statement from earlier, I, I, I give you the floor now before we all sign off and say goodbye. I don't think I want to do, but thank you for sending me that. <laughs> Full <laughs> bellies, baby. Full bellies and empty something. It's, I feel like uh, it's going right, to be well, like a full gonna, belly open heart. Uh, can't lose. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Big thank you to uh, you guys. Obviously, big thank you to Sukanya Krishnan. Be sure to check out Find Love Live on TLC Sunday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, by the way, just so everyone knows, Dean is in bed. He's got his laptop next to him in bed. But is that a frozen blanket? Oh, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it's a frozen blanket. <laughs> I thought I recognized Queen Elsa. Wow. It's a fantastic movie. It's actually one of my favorites. Is that yours or Kaylin's blanket? Well, this thing was purchased in after I broke my leg. Uh, I needed a blanket to keep my leg warm because it was cold in London. And so we bought this. So it's your blanket. We were going to throw it away when, when we came back. Yeah. And I said, absolutely, don't throw it away. Let's take it home with us. And now it's our, one of our favorite. We take it everywhere. Oh, go everywhere. That's great. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's Anyways, great. that'll do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, be sure to tune in next week where maybe we'll suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn.
burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.